Yo, what's up society members and welcome back to another episode here at Underground Society where we get to know some of your favorite local talent and speak to some industry professionals. I'm your host Justin McGarry and I want to thank all of you for continuing to listen to this podcast and for those of you who are new, welcome. It is a pleasure having you and I hope you enjoy this podcast. It's going to be a very special one. Uh, if you are enjoying the show, please feel free to leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcast. I'd love to hear all of your guys' feedback you have for the show. Also, the fastest way to get others to join the society is to tell your friends about it. And since we are in COVID still, the best way to tell your friends about it is by sharing on your social media accounts. When you do so, make sure to tag at undergroundsociety.edm as that is our social media accounts on both Facebook and Instagram. Joining me today is a very special guest who goes by the name of Charmé. Charmé has done vocals on labels such as Wakan, Subsidia, Circus, and her boyfriend Protohive's label, Underdog Records. It was such a pleasure talking to her and getting to know her. Not only was she our first vocalist on the show, but also our first female. Anyways, let's get into this episode. I'm going to start things off per usual with my top three favorite songs on my daily playlist. And the first one being Let Me Go by Tritone. Tritone is a new collaborative project made up of Chime, Olivers, and Frankie Nuts. And was put out in Disciple just a few months ago.
Alright, that second one was a brand new one from Secret Recipe and Zotics called Base Kick uh, that was put out on Base Rush like just a couple weeks ago. It was such a banger that I had to put it in the episode. Um, following that up, we have one from Autograph called Dream. Um, honestly, I found this song when I was just chilling in jacuzzi um, in my parents' backyard. And so it's a much more chill, relaxed song uh, compared to the other two that I played. But I hope you guys all enjoy because I freaking love this song. Just 
And that wraps up my top three favorite song choices for this episode. We are now going to jump into the interview with Charmay. Um, and then after that, she has put a mix together for us. Even though she is a vocalist, she does also produce and she also does mixes. Um, she's been doing a couple live streams. So make sure to stick around for that. Uh, but let's go talk to Charmay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I go by Charmay. It's my middle name and my artist name. My Got real it. name's Ashley or first name's Ashley. Um, it's kind of interesting because when I picked an artist name, it was like five years ago. I didn't know what the hell to pick. I was like, how do I name myself? <laughs> and a friend suggested your middle name's cool. And it's funny because I always hated it growing up. It was just a weird name because my mom like took my two grandma's name and put them together because they were like arguing about whose name should be my middle name, I guess. And I ended up finding out like two years ago on a Google search, like I Googled what the meaning of Charmaine means and it means a singer in Latin. And I was like, Whoa. oh, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? Um, so yeah, I go by Charmaine. I'm a vocalist. I do a lot of top lines um, for pretty sick producers. I've had, you know, a lot of collabs on like circus records mostly and Deadbeats and Subsidia, um, Underdog, of course. Um, I know I'm forgetting some stuff for sure. Yeah, I did, I, I, I did a little intro um, at the beginning of this episode, my portion of it, because I do, um, I play three songs at the beginning and do, you know, beginning of the episode intro. So I did kind of go over that already before. So if you forgot anything, I'm sure I already covered it. But um, oh, sweet. Yeah. So, <laughs> cool. and you are also, this isn't, I, I want to talk to you, but. I am going to ask about this later. You are, so people are aware, you are dating Protohype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we live together. He's yeah. in the other room. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Um, sweet. Yeah, um, we, have, we have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so starting all the way back before you actually worked in the music industry, like when you were just a fan, like what, what was that portion? Like how did you get into everything? It's kind of funny and I'll try to not, you know, drag it out too long. But um, when I first started, I actually, I was like super into hip hop growing up, like deep, like <laughs> very, very in, about that life. Um, and I was also really into like uh, Motown and jazz and like, um, I love Billie Holiday and Ray Charles and stuff like that. And so I had like a, I, I always knew I had a good singing voice, so I was too shy to like talk about it or make it a thing. And I never sang in front of anybody until I was like 24, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And I was bartending at this job and they had karaoke there and I would just start doing it. And so I was like, okay, I can sing in front of people now, kind of. Um, and it had been something I wanted to do. And I was in um, an abusive relationship at the time. And I started talking to it with my, my boyfriend at the time about it. He's like, you know, oh, you can never do that. You know, it'll never happen. Nobody ever makes it or whatever. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to break up with you and I'm going to, I'm going to go do the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I ended up just like making a Craigslist post, like recording myself, like kind of learning how to record myself. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but this is what I sound like. And this is who I am. And I want to join a band I, I, or whatever, like just hit me up if you want to work on some music. Cause I'm trying to start doing this. And I ended up, uh, joining like a 12 piece funk band and, um, it was, it was sick. It was called Randy star and the players and Randy who runs it. He's like an OG. He used to be a bass player for Bootsy Collins and stuff. Oh, and sick. like, um, we, he couldn't believe that I knew all the songs that he showed me, like, <laughs> cause I was just really deep into that. like funk too. Especially at your um, age at that time too. 
Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I kind of was always into it. I remember like ripping Billie Holiday on Napster. Like nobody told me to do that. I think I like heard it in a movie one time. And I was like, what is this? And I just like loved jazz always or whatever. So um, I started out with him and he really taught me a lot, like just about general music theory, how to be in a band, how to play shows, how to live perform. Like, um, yeah, I call him my music dad <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> um, and then from there, uh, I kind of branched out a few of the band members. We kind of put together our own smaller project and it was a jazz hip hop fusion band. Um, the guy who ran it was Johnny Cool. He's one of my really close friends. So we were the Ch Johnny Cool band and he's a producer and composer. Um, and we ended up like doing pretty well. Like we went on a tour. We opened for like Rakim and Diggable Planets and Jurassic wow. Five and stuff like that. And um, our music was good and it was it was really fun. But you know how bands are. They break up and they move yeah. on. And um, so actually when I was 25, my my best friend, um, Damask, Damask Shantz, she owns um, Heartbeats of New York City. It's a She's a promoter and she throws really sick shows. Yeah, I've um, heard of it. That's a huge, huge thing. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the co-owner with the mask is Ashlyn Fulton, my other best friend. So uh -huh. we're the three best friends. Um, they started putting me on to electronic music when I was like 25. And it was when I was just kind of like getting a little older. And I was kind of like, I love hip hop always. It's ingrained in my soul. But I was just like, when I went to that festival and I heard this shit and I saw it, I was like, what the <laughs> I'm sure like I'm sure like most people are, but I was just like, oh my God, you can do everything. I could put all the jazz and the hip hop and this weird shit all together. This is amazing. Like I just did some weird like manifesting, like I'm I'm gonna do this now. This is what yeah. my new thing is. So um I ended up moving to New York. Um Damask moved before me. I I followed close behind and she was throwing shows and uh she had me come out and sing at Webster Hall and open for EPROM. And I didn't have any electronic. I love EPROM. <laughs> me too. Oh my me gosh. too. But it's funny because at the time I didn't really know about EPROM. I, yeah. I loved I loved Rusco and oh, like that, that was that was my intro. Right. Um that's a great I, intro. Fantastic intro. I'm tired of hearing Skrillex and Dead Mouse. And like, okay, yeah, a lot of <laughs> us were that, but Rusco Everybody says Skrillex. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a he's obviously the best. Obviously, but yeah. Yeah. He wasn't mine. It was definitely Rusko, That's but um, I'm definitely into more of his style than like. Obviously, everyone listens to Skrillex, but Rusko, like for me personally, like listening on like a daily basis, Rusko all day. Yes, yes, sure. uh huh. Um, so even before when I was still doing like all the hip hop stuff, and I, I was bumping Rusko all the time, and and Borgor. <laughs> Borgor's fire too. Very much along the lines of the hip hop roots that you have. Yeah, for yep. sure. I think that's why I liked it because it yeah. was kind of like, <laughs> darker. I don't know. Um, but yeah, my my bestie moved to New York and started throwing shows. I came, I was visiting all the time and I ended up singing. So she heartbeat shows, they do immersive events. So they always have um ballerinas. They call they call them the bass ballerinas or live oh, vocalists sick. or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I sang at last by Etta James to open for EPROM and it made at Webster Hall for my first performance. <laughs> Literally my first performance in New York just ever doing anything edm related that that was it and it made no fucking sense like yeah. it, but it, people it was really well received but it was just like people were like what is happening yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't even i was just like dude this doesn't make sense she was like you're doing it i was like all right um <laughs> so i started uh 
I, I moved to New York and then I started singing at the shows all the time. And it's hilarious because I, she was having me sing jazz because I didn't have anything else to sing. I didn't have any original music right. yet. Um, and she'd kind of make me do it. And I was always kind of like, this is weird, but people always liked it. And that's actually how I met um, Pat uh, Jenga, who's like one of my dear friends. Yes. Like it was, at, he was playing a heartbeat show and I sang jazz before his, his set. And he's like, dude, that's fucking sick. And I was like, <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I'm glad it's well received. But as I lived in New York and I kept singing jazz at EDM shows, I was just meeting. <laughs> it just made, it made no sense. Uh, sorry to mask. It made perfect sense. I take it back. Um, <laughs> but uh, I started collaborating with people and stuff. Um, and I had been learning about production too. And I was uh, actually going to school at Dubspot when I moved to New York to learn about production. So is that, I, is that kind of like icon, but like East coast or. Okay. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, gotcha. I was like, I don't know if I've heard of that. Okay. Icon is the better is the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was just trying to, uh, learn about music production and, yeah. and get out, find a way to get to New York and make it all make sense. Yeah, so I, I found this school that I could afford to go to and I, I went, um, but what was cool from that is that I, I got pretty good engineering my own vocals and songwriting and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I was interning at this studio called Eastside Sound in New York um, after I finished the program, the production program. So I had like this sick studio at my fingertips. So I just started like recording. Yeah, like recording um, dry vocals, even sending mm -hmm. them out um, and just mostly just through meeting people at shows though yeah. and like letting them know and sending them stuff uh just made a lot of pretty dope friendships and uh collaborators and stuff along the way so that's, that's awesome. kind of that's kind of how it started yeah and then i started djing too and i just went full into fully into <laughs> it um but new york was the place that really uh set it off for me it's my favorite place in the world you're originally it. from there right no i'm originally from seattle and oh, then okay when I was doing the jazz band and stuff, I was in New York. I, I left Seattle to actually pursue music in Portland because I, I went to Portland, Oregon. Because gotcha. I just didn't I didn't know anybody there and I wanted to just start over and do something I was afraid to do without yeah. anybody judging me. And, right. and I didn't have the greatest past in Seattle, really. So I was just like, I'm starting over. I'm doing what I want. Um, and I had a, I mean, I love Portland. It was just kind of like, I felt like I, I hit a pinnacle as far as how, how far you can go in the, in the music industry in Portland, Oregon. Like, yeah, I, th I feel like, especially for it's, now that, you know, you've fallen into kind of your niche of like bass music, like the only thing that's really up there is like bass, uh, bass Canyon excision show. Like, I don't really know of much else. Um, that's the only one I really know of and I haven't yeah. been to that one so yeah. <laughs> um, I mean my first festival ever was what the festival and that was over near Oregon in Oregon yeah. Um, yeah. I saw that fight or whatever I was who, who was oh, that boy no oh do you remember the I don't oh, know if I even know about this the DJs that beat <laughs> it was the DJs that beat up the security guard oh my god everybody oh, knows who they are okay come back I'll try to think of it I okay people will know Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they like Loki got canceled, but they're not fully canceled. It's and like a lot of people hate on them for it. But I feel like so many freaking producers have gotten canceled the last couple of years. A lot of sexual allegations and all the. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm here for it though. At least we're yeah. At least yeah, we give a shit. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know?
Um, so you're also, like you were just saying, you're also a producer um, on top of being, you know, a vocalist for a lot of top labels and even more incredible producers. But uh, what, what do you, where do you get your inspiration from when you sit down to like write your songs? Like, um, like my lyrics or my production? Because it's way different. Production. Oh man, I wish I could tell you. I'm still figuring that out. Okay. So I, I have been producing off and on for five years, not five years straight. Okay. And I, I will go through phases where I will do nothing else for six months straight. And then I will be like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm like, I, it's also kind of hard to find time with just yeah. making a living. And I'm a little bit older. Like I wish that I had started when I was young doing yeah. production, but not to say that you can't start later. I started at 25 and I just, um, I'm about to release my first self-produced track, but I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm the best producer yeah. or that I even mixed it myself, but I'm, I mean, I did, I did make that shit though. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I'm still learning. Um, and I'm still kind of deciding where I want to go with that. Uh, that one track that I did finish took me like months in the beginning of quarantine. I really, oh, really was like, I need to finish something. Cause yeah. I, I used to make hip hop beats when I first started in, in Portland and I would like sell them for super cheap to like yeah. Portland rappers. <laughs> um, what do you, you start producing with? Logic. Logic. And then are you Ableton now or? Total. Yeah. Okay. Ableton. Yeah. So when I went to, <laughs> when I went to production school in New York, it was Ableton. So that's gotcha. when I, um, when yeah, I most, most schools do teach Ableton. So I'm Ableton glad. is so sick. I want, yeah. <laughs> 11. I want 11 so bad. Cause you can comp vocals in it and you can't oh, do yeah. that Ableton now. So when you're writing, um, now asking kind of the same similar question for your, um, for your vocals, are, do you write, you write the vocals for a lot of the songs that you've released on yeah, other pretty people's tracks? Mm -hmm. Pretty much okay. all of them, except for when somebody has a, a sick idea that they got from something else that they want me to do and ask. But right. I'd say 99% of them I've, I've written myself. That's and cool. um, I guess my process, it's kind of funny, but I'll just open the track and I will just hit record and sing gibberish over it. and. <laughs> like um freestyle gibberish literally um and just kind of trust my instinct of whatever yeah. comes out first because that's what get the feel like, for it yeah just get yeah. that very first just hit play before i have even heard it sometimes i'll just do that and then through the gibberish there are certain words and syllables nice. and um melodies that just kind of come out that mm -hmm. way and i didn't always do it that way i used to make it a lot harder on myself by overthinking um lyrics and stuff because i like to write poetry and stuff and i tried to i just way over overthought it and um once i learned that little trick of just like oh this is what a flow state is like this is what people are talking about yeah. i could never really figure that out um so yeah that's that's the way i do it now it just really kind of writes itself in this weird way it's 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 weird but <laughs> it's almost it's almost kind of like listening to like your intuition kind of it like, is. It's yeah. like source, source energy coming yeah. through. And I would hear people talk about like flow states and I would always be like, why <laughs> do I have writer's block all the time? Like yeah. I would take like months sometimes to finish a collab because I would just overthink the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, and I just stopped doing that and life has been much easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you can stop overthinking, that's that unlocks the key to your flow state. Um, yeah. I even, I mean, I don't produce, but you know, even just the creative space that I'm in for creating this podcast and stuff and like my song choices and like who I bring on, like all that stuff. It's just like a lot of times just like I have a lot of my ideas and my inspiration just by driving around and listening to like 
my own inner voice. So I definitely, yeah. I definitely can relate on that. Um, totally. Uh, you've performed on some big stages, uh, Conrank, obviously Prototype, Jenga. Um, was there ever a point where you were like nervous to get on stage? I mean, I know every you time. Like, yeah, oh, every time. Okay, <laughs> so you still have it. Um, is there any like yes. coping mechanisms that you use, or any? How do you get through it? A tiny bit of alcohol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's funny. My mom always says that you always get so nervous before a performance and then you get up there and you're just in your element. And it's so true. Like I get nervous beforehand. And then the second I get up on stage, even if I'm like DJing or whatever it is, I'm always just like, I go into my element and I feel totally fine. And then I feel kind of high afterwards and it's great. But I, I would like to ease up on the process a little bit of, of the nerves and it, and it has gotten easier. You know, I've performed, um, in, being in bands and stuff like I've done it so much I was in a wedding band <laughs> for a while um so I mean I've done it enough it's not like crippling nerves it's just like right. the day of the show I'm all yeah. anxious yeah um, I, I get nervous for interviews I got nervous for today when we were talking <laughs> I mean me too I get I get nervous about everything but yeah um, right once you're in it you're it's funny because it's just like you realize you're fine <laughs> yeah yeah it's totally and fine the nerves are for nothing right of, but <laughs> yeah but if you didn't have the nerves, I mean, what's that saying? If your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. So I love that saying. Almost yeah. a good thing to have nerves before you perform, before you're, you know, interviewed or before you do anything really. Like, it's a good thing because that means it really matters to you. You know, I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's a uh, good quote. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, is there any hopes of you co-producing with someone? Um, I know you do, you know, obviously a lot of collabs with your, you know, being a vocalist, but is there like, who do you, who would you want to work with like producing wise? Well, I've actually thought about that a lot because I, I do want to start co-producing with people. I feel like I'm at that point where I can kind of hang, you know, but I would yeah. like to obviously co-produce with people that are better than me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I would probably start out by just hitting up the homies that I've yeah. done a lot of a lot of vocal work with and sending them like a skeleton of something I produced be mm-hmm. like do you want to work on this with me and and that's going to happen I'm going to do it yeah. soon I've uh I'm constantly doing like five six different projects and I'm all over the place so I need to make the time and actually make a plan for it but right. it's definitely something that I've been wanting to do for a while so nice. hope Hopefully that'll happen soon. Yeah. Um, what? So through all this process of being, you know, an artist yourself and being a vocalist, what was what was what has been some of the biggest hurdles that you've had to, you know, rise to fame through and get over as you become become fame more and more famous? Oh, famous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely, self doubt is the number one thing for me. Um, yeah. But it it does get easier. And you, when you see like the, another quote, I, I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, remember when you um, wanted what you currently have or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true because I, when I first started out doing like top lines and stuff, I remember like my very first circus release was like the big, it still is a big deal. Like having a release on circus, obviously. And now, but now I'm getting, you know, releases all the time. And I, yeah. I catch myself being like, Oh, this isn't enough. I need to do this now. And it's just like I I, I definitely have worked on like, especially through meditation, <laughs> um, just being present in the moment and being grateful for what you have in the moment. And um yeah. that was probably my biggest hurdle and still can be. But 
it's it's gotten easier but in the beginning yeah. self-doubt like i said it would take me months to do a top like write a top line sometimes and i would write like 10 different versions and like overthink <laughs> it and like panic and like be late and be like sorry i'm late and it was just it was not yeah. not good and my music's actually better since i stopped doing that too yeah so that's good um yeah self-doubt's a bitch but you can you can tackle it through multiple different ways i i like meditation personally so we're gonna i'm gonna dive into that it wasn't really in my questions but meditation <laughs> that's something that i like i really enjoy doing it's just like how, did you struggle in the beginning like how often do you do it i do it every single day um okay I, and so I i'm actually, in that i'm in that stage where i'm like i want to do it. i really like doing it but it's like i'm not in the habit of doing it yet and it's just like I have to do, um, I have to do guided meditations pretty yeah. much strictly because I have like legit ADD and I can't do the silent medit. I can't just yeah. sit there in silence. Um, but I actually just got certified to teach guided meditations and I'm going to start doing uh, guided what? meditation recordings. Let me yeah. know. I am down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, that's like something I'm going to do this year, uh, for sure. Um, sweet. Yeah, it's it's weird. It kind of started to call to me. I've been I've been listening to guided meditations for years, but especially since quarantine, um, it, I was like, yes, it is hard in the beginning, and I think it is like that for everybody. Yeah. But once you do it more, like for me, I'm I like to be lazy sometimes. Right. Like, <laughs> I view it as like an excuse. I just I'm like this is my excuse to go be lazy, and right. <laughs> like I can go be alone and sit there and relax and yeah, do this guided um i like imagery and stuff like that a lot and it's kind of like you're having a low-key like psychedelic experience once you get i've heard that enough into yeah. it yeah can be I've on a good that. day yeah right? i've <laughs> yeah. heard i've heard people like talk about this and they're like it, it's hard to get to that point but when you like are pra- you you're you're in a good practice of it and you every so often you get into that like almost psychedelic state I'm like that sounds wild <laughs> it is yeah, and like I said, on a good day, it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. But even when, even when it doesn't, it's definitely a, a great stress reliever. Yeah. And um, I'm all about rewiring like my brain, like the trauma brain, like re- right. reteaching yourself, uh, rewiring. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, subconsciously getting in there and fixing little you know things that we may have picked up throughout our lives that are holding us back and. Yeah these ways or whatever but yeah i'm gonna start doing guided meditation so Sweet. i will keep you posted about that yeah please um who do you li- who who what guided meditations do you typically lean towards who like who does them um there's this one guy michael seeley and he is on okay. youtube and he's just my favorite guy but i oftentimes i just kind of go to youtube and i'll type like guided meditation for blank if i'm anxious or anxiety right. for insomnia for gratitude whatever yeah, whatever and yeah. there's just so many good ones on on youtube i haven't even really i've been using just youtube for like years for my yeah. guided meditations and I've they been, update them a lot my mom actually just i got his book for my birthday last year i, I don't have a whole lot a whole lot of time to read i need to make more time but uh, have you ever heard of jay shetty yeah what did he, he yes i have he just Why wrote a book um he went to um forget what country one of the monk countries became a monk was a monk for like five years his that whoever the head guy is was like hey i think you're going to be more valuable to this 
to your life and to other people's lives if, if you leave the sanctuary and go back to um, the States and mm-hmm. um, share what you've learned. And that's exactly what he's done. He's created a whole business of, about create, like helping people, like learning how to meditate and like self-development stuff. He actually has a podcast as well. Um, but that's who check I it out. typically lean, lean towards. Um, but he does a lot of great guided meditations. I've, uh, I've definitely come across him on YouTube yeah, then because yeah. I, like I said, I do it every day and it sounds yeah. really familiar, yeah. but I'll, I'll look into him more. Yeah. That's dope. Um, so I ask every guest this, I'm going to get back into the music. Um, but what are yeah. your greatest achievements and most memorable, most memorable times that you've had in the industry so far? Um, definitely performing on stage at Wakan was yeah. probably number one. I want to go. Oh, <laughs> God, it was, it was so fun. And it was my first time. Well, actually it was my second time. Um, going as an artist too so it was just a different experience than nice. being a, ge- a guest at a festival yeah, yeah. um not necessarily well I, yeah okay it was better for me because that's what i always wanted but like i like you know i love being a guest at festivals too yeah not, not to take away from that or anything it was just different um right. but it was incredible and like pat was there and we don't get to spend much time anymore together because we we're not living in new york anymore um yeah, it was just what, it was the what best. You talked about him earlier. What does Pat do again? Uh, Jenga. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's I, just a good friend of mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I um, wasn't. I didn't know Jenga's real name, so I was like, wait. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because I was actually supposed to perform with Max at Wakan, um, that same yeah. festival, and I didn't realize that Max was playing prototype was playing the pre-party, so I bought uh, my ticket for the wrong day. So oh. And it was all last minute. I didn't even know I was going to go to a con until a week before. And um, I missed our <laughs> our performance. But we uh, had a, re- a really cute, it was before we were dating. And I did get to hang out with him for like the whole night, one night until he had to get back on the bus and go to the airport. But yeah. um, we had a really cute little rendezvous at, at Wakan. So it sucked that we didn't nice. get to perform yeah. at the time, but we still got to hang out. So that was that was great. Um, you, you, guys perform oh, go ahead. For, you guys perform quite a bit together now. Now we do. Yeah. It's funny because we tried a few times before and like something would always go wrong. Like um, (laughs) we (laughs) we tried in um, Ohio one time and this is embarrassing, but I was literally coming off of the friendship cruise, uh, Destructo's cruise. Yeah. Literally straight off of the friendship cruise after like partying super hard for three days, straight to Ohio to sing at the show. And I drank to like, I was just hung. I was just a wreck. You know, the day after the day after a festival oh, vibes, yeah. you're just a wreck. Yeah. And I got too drunk, and I was like, I have to, I have to go back to my hotel. Like, I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't do this. A- um, yeah, embarrassing story, but uh, yeah, now we do it all the time, and it's hilarious. <laughs> why? Why do you say it's hilarious? Just that we couldn't. We tried oh, before, and it wouldn't work. Gotcha. And it's yeah. just like now, it's just like super normal thing yeah. that we get to do all the time, which is awesome. But so I, I'm there's this has been a hot topic, obviously, in our world and also just on every interview I've done. How has your coronavirus been? <laughs> it's brought me so many blessings and uh, Max and I probably wouldn't have been able to start dating if it hadn't been for uh, coronavirus because yeah. his his tour got canceled. Yeah. And oh, that was another time that we um, tried to perform again and it didn't work out. So there's been three times. The first, <laughs> the first time I got too drunk. The second time um, he was playing in Fort Collins, Colorado. And my little sister lived like two blocks away from the venue at the time. So I was like, sick, I'll come out 
and I'll stay with my sister. I've been meaning to do that anyway, and we'll do some of our songs live. And the morning of our show was the day that everything got shut down and oh. the show the show got canceled. Damn. And we didn't even see each other. So that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then Wakan after that didn't yeah. work out either. Um, but yeah, coronavirus has been it's been good for to me mostly. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, just because also I leaving New York, I was able to get my dog back <laughs> that I had left with my friend in Portland when I went to New York. And it was always the plan to get him back, mm-hmm. but it was he's a rescue and he's got anxiety. So I couldn't uh, have him in the city. Um Yeah, no. Yeah. So now we have our doggies in our house and um I I really like Nashville. I, I haven't been able to experience it at all because everything's closed. Right. But um <laughs> I've made really cool friends out here. Like Max has a really great friend circle awesome. out here and stuff. So yeah, I like it. It's been it's been overall good to me. Definitely a little bit of anxiety and weirdness and missing shows a lot. Um that oh, was yeah. a huge huge part of yeah. all of our lives you know yeah, so. you've, you've played you've done some live streams you've also done you've done a drive-in at least one that i've seen um it wasn't when totally was it wasn't it wasn't really a drive-in it was oh. more of just a live stream with production behind it gotcha um, okay it looked like a drive-in though and yeah. there were some some people did drive in technically <laughs> it wasn't like a drive-in well, show. A show, show yeah yeah but I, I mean i was playing in new york like every weekend and um and I was singing jazz in New York too. Right. So uh, that's how I made a living there. And that's then all my gigs were canceled. And I was like, yeah. what am I doing what in you, New York? What are you doing now to make a living? <laughs> um, well, I have two jobs. I'm oh working yeah, I'm working at this cute little brewery that I love. It's really close to the house. They make all the beer in house and like I love brother- beer. I'm a big beer yeah. guy. Yeah, it it's so cool. I love it too. And now I'm learning about the process. It's like uh-huh. actually just like the chillest job ever. Like I literally just pour really <laughs> good good beer for people and get to talk to people and, talk and to it, yeah. And drink beer while I'm there. Yeah, yeah. Um and I've been doing session vocal work um since since I moved in here and I was able to do that since it wasn't in like a noisy New York apartment anymore. Um right. I made this room my studio. Um so I do session vocal work often. Uh, that's a big one and then i just started doing um roadside assistance from home like i get up in the morning and i basically am the person when you call AAA and i send the driver out and it's so <laughs> ran it's so random i hadn't really had a job other than like bartending or just doing yeah. music in so long but i was just like i just need something that's just consistent right that i don't Especially have to hustle during this hard time. yeah yeah and then once it's over you'll i'm sure you'll get back and get get gigs and get paid paid a lot more and yeah (laughs) hopefully hopefully um but it's been good good mostly so that's what you do outside of what what do you have any hobbies outside of like music or do you just work and (laughs) i wish oh yeah i totally do (laughs) um what am i saying um i like to dance so uh sweet yeah i i had done it i've kind of done it off and on for like the last 10 years but um I started taking up aerial hoop lessons in Nashville. And oh, now I sick. Do, I yeah, think I've seen a couple of your videos on Instagram. Yeah, yeah I did post yeah, yeah. one. I need to post another one now because I've gotten a little bit better. But um, it's it's really fun. So that is my hobby. I go once a week and I do um, aerial hoop. And it's just really nice to do something creative that's not like creating music with any pressure. Yeah. Like, there's no pressure on right, it whatsoever. Right, right. There's no deadline. Um, there's just, just letting No deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suck at deadlines. Everybody, I'm right. sorry. I, 
<laughs> I, I try my best to have anxiety. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I think, I think we all kind of struggle with somewhat of an anxiety issue. <laughs> right. How can like, you not? Even just like phones and, you know, social media and all that. It's just every little factor of what, you know, the new age world has a part of it. Oh, yeah. I causes mean, I have, people to have a ton of anxiety. I have 120 unread text messages. On Holy my, crap. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm the worst. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to ask uh, another question about Jenga. Um, mm -hmm. you guys are, you've been talking about them a lot, obviously. Um, how did you guys first meet originally? Um, so yeah, he was opening for, uh, was that the same show that you were telling me about earlier? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So he was playing a heartbeat show. It may have been his album release party. I can't. Oh, wow. Okay. Might've been, but yeah, I sang jazz at one of his shows and he was like, dude, that's so fucking sick. Um, <laughs> And we just vibed and we've just been close ever since. He was living in New York at the time too. And yeah. um, he's always around New York and stuff. So Sweet. anytime he's in town, we kick it. And I also just love the music that we make together. Um, yeah, it's super good. And you guys definitely have like a good, like whenever you guys work together, it's a very good flow and very like, it just sounds right. Thank Between you. Your yeah. voice and his like sound as an artist, like a producer, like it just, it works really well. Thanks. Yeah, um, I, I agree. He's one of my favorite people to work with and, and Conrad as well. Like, yeah. I feel like we have that um, just good connection as far as collaboration goes. Um, I've, yeah, been he, I've been a fan of Jenga for a long time. I would absolutely love to have him on the show. So if he's listening to this, I hope so. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll tell him to check yeah, it out. What I, up? <laughs> I, I, would, I would love to have him on the show. He's I've been he was the first artist that I really got into that was like more on like the experimental bass type of sound yeah uh, he's amazing yeah and if it wasn't for him uh Talambi tribe i think was the first song that i found of his it's just a random like shuffle song that i was listening to soundcloud or whatever and love like, that what one what the hell is this <laughs> this is dope yeah it's um, so good yeah he's so talented very very um where do you see yourself going um in the future um within the music industry from this point forward obviously once covid comes you know goes away <laughs> yeah yeah totally um well, I don't like to put myself in a box. I think I want to continue Good. to do everything because there's yeah. so many things I like. Um, I am going to make an album that's just a Charmaine album this year. Um, can't talk too much about it yet, but it's yeah, no. ha it's happening. Um, yeah. And it's confirmed. And it's, it's going down. And it's just like I just figured that out like last week. I was like, oh, yay, thanks. congrats. Um, <laughs> thanks. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to put out that song I produced. I, I'm i just going to put it out there. I don't know what I want to do with production yet. I'm still kind of figuring that out. Yeah, I, I do it when I... figure out your sound and all that. Yeah, I mean, I know what... I, I feel like I know what my sound is. It's okay. just a matter of finding the time. And it's also intimidating because, like, I'm not crazy good at sound design. Like, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm good at making what... I'm creative. And I, that's the part I like about it. But what I need to do is if I either decide, take it seriously, or maybe I just collaborate or I don't know, like I, I need to get better at mixing and I need to, um, right. I, I just still have a lot to learn to hang with like the, the big dogs in the, oh, yeah. you know, cause that's what it's about. It's all yep. about the production. So especially yep. as a woman, if you're like using samples and shit, people are going to talk shit. And it's like, yeah, on one end, I think that's bullshit and I don't think it should matter. Cause I, I make the shit that I like and I like to do it, but I've definitely felt the the pressure just because it is 
so deep with, right. with um, electronic music is all about the production. You know? mm-hmm. um, well, especially bass music too. <laughs> bass music in, yeah. in particular. Yeah. And it's not like I can't do sound design. I mean, I definitely did a lot of sound design on the track I'm putting out, but that track took me months to make. So it's not like I'm not at the level that I want to be, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I just don't know what to do with it yet. Um, I'm either going to dive back in and go crazy for another six months like I did last yeah. <laughs> time and, and like do nothing else or I'm going to figure out another plan yeah. with that. Hey, at least uh, you're not using ghost producers though. I don't know if that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's whack. Yeah. Um, can't can't even say. Yeah. I mean, it does happen to each, to each his own. I yeah. mean, of, co- of course it happens, but that's I've, I've also become like very obsessed with doing everything myself, I think. Good. Um, it is good, yeah, yeah. but I, I do want to start like, you know, like you said, co-produce, like stuff like that. Like right, it's okay right. to, and it's okay to sit well, here and say I'm not the best producer. It's a huge song that both you guys, your both your names are on it. It's not like there's no secrets or anything behind, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not totally. like I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna call anyone out. I won't even say any names, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's yeah. kind of, never mind. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up, but uh, any special announcements or plugs that you would like to share other than the new album? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just recorded a sample pack. Um, that's going to be coming soon. Is I, it vocal or is it? It's a vocal sample sick. pack. Yeah. So um, I went out to my stepdad has a six studio in Ohio and I went and stayed out there for a week and like recorded like eight hours a day and just came home with I just didn't even comp anything. I just have all of it. So it's going to be a process going through it all and mixing it. And it's going to be a minute, but um, yeah, I recorded a sample back. So I'm going to try to get that up maybe out on splice or, or something. I, I haven't really decided where I want to put it out yet. Um, there was something else. Oh, well, I can't say which label it's on, but I have a, pretty yeah, no. big, um, <laughs> I have a pretty big release next month. Um, so look out for that because I'm awesome. really excited and I really like the song a lot and it's on one of my favorite labels. So awesome. um, details about that will be announced soon. Sweet. <laughs> I did actually skip. I did want to touch on one thing before we do wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, I want to know the backstory between you and Protohype. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I'll try to like shorten it because I always yeah. blab too long. About <laughs> so he was playing a show in New York and um, my little sister was a fan and I had, I just, I wasn't like, I just didn't know his music that well, I'm not going to lie, but my little sister did. And um, so she came out for her 21st birthday and I was pretty good friends with the promoter um, who was throwing the show that Max played. So I was like, you know, come spend your birthday with me in New York. We'll be in the you know backstage for this yeah. show, for this artist you like, just trying to give her like the New York right. 21st birthday experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I asked my friend if he would bring Max over to my apartment for like an after tang because my it was for my sister. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's her, birth- it's her birthday. Like, bring him over. Right, and it's um, for her birthday, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. was at the time. <laughs> I had I had no ulterior motive besides right. it was her birthday, and I'm she just, liked I'm just it. Giving you shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any ulterior motives yet. Um, but yeah, he uh, he came over and like we just ended up talking and like 
I sounds corny, but it was like there was nobody else in the room and we were taking turns showing each other music and just like that's dope. Everybody else at the uh, other at the party, like at one point, I remember they were like watching us hang out and it was like, <laughs> it was like it was weird for a second. Like, okay, um, we should probably like talk to these other people too. That's what, that's um, what happens when you bring the famous guy over. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, so after that, we ended up staying in touch for two and a half years and making songs together long wow. distance. And um, I would always send him memes. Like <laughs> we just had the similar taste in memes. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent them to me too. So like we always just like were in touch. We never really lost touch after yeah. that that night um and then we got to make music together which was awesome but i we'd see each other at like festivals or little or shows just like for little blips of time and it would be like we'd have these little cute rendezvous that only lasted a few hours and then <laughs> we'd have to, like we'd have to leave <laughs> and um so when quarantine happened and that show got canceled that i went to see him in denver for um we actually decided to start like FaceTime going on FaceTime dates in quarantine. Oh, nice. And we would like kind of get creative with our, our little FaceTime dates. Um, and then it turned into basically just talking every single day in quarantine. And this is when we were like quarantine, quarantine. Yeah. You know, everybody yeah, yeah. was like at home. Lockdown, lockdown. Yeah. Lockdown. Yeah. Um, so as soon as things started to become a little bit safer, I, uh, he invited, asked me to come visit and, I came to Nashville for a week and he asked me to be his girlfriend. And um, the day after I left Nashville, I was going to Portland to be in my friend's wedding. Um, he asked me to move in <laughs> and I told him, I have to think about it. I'll let you know yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> I'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not going to answer right away. Right. Uh, I'll let you know tomorrow. Um, and it was, it was funny because I, when I was in Portland seeing my friend, this is actually the friend that was taking care of my dog. So that was also me being reunited with, with yeah. my dog after two yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And Max was actually about to go to the rescue and get a second dog that week. Oh, and, wow. Um, I had seen my dog. I was like, you know, after seeing him, I had definitely decided like it was time to get him back. Whether that meant me leaving New York, it was COVID. New York wasn't the same anymore. And he was just like, well, you know, I literally was going to get another dog this week, right? Like what? Charlie can just be my other dog. Right. Like, it was kind of like um, we both said like divine intervention at the same time on the phone. And we we're like, I was like, okay. okay I'm mo- yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm moving in. Yep. Let's do it. Um, so we just, it, we really kind of took a risk and a big jump, but I think we just knew it felt right. And yeah. well, you guys have, been have the had year, years of like rapport building and talking and like, you, it wasn't just like a, yeah, I just met this guy. I'm moving in. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It made sense. Had, yeah. Um, and it's, it's been great. It's been just, we just laugh all day, every day. We're both just goofy as hell. And that's it's, awesome. <laughs> it's really fun. So that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about it. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, well, my Instagram is kind of my main social media. It's Charmay, yeah. uh, Charmay music, C H A R M A E music. Um, same on Twitter. Uh, my Spotify link is in, I don't know it because there are always those long weird links, right. <laughs> but um, it's in my Instagram bio and yeah. I have all, all of my collabs on there. Um, make sure you scroll down to the bottom because they're not all on the on the featured one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, just Spotify really. I need to up my SoundCloud game. Sweet. Spotify and Instagram yeah. and Twitter. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I remember the first 
proto-hype song that I actually heard with you on it. Uh, I was actually just looking it up. Uh, Run, Cried, the Crawling. Mm-hmm. That that was like one of my favorite proto. I'm like, who? It, this is so good. And then I was, and just just so happened that you accepted being on the podcast. So I just want to thank you, huge thank you to you for being on. It's been a pleasure having you a part of it. So yeah, thank you for having me. It was it was awesome to have you yeah. reach out to me. And this was my first time doing this, so I, I would love to do more of this kind first of stuff. One. Yes, really. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're my first. <laughs> well, maybe but, uh, we'll uh, bring you back on once your album gets released and stuff like that. We'll talk with you about that sick that would be awesome thank you there is a place very far from this world and the only way you can get there is through music remember only music can set you free and fill you with energy to life Prepared for a new music transformation, and in a moment, you will be transported to this place. Five, four, three, two, one. Yo, this is Charmé. Shout out to Underground Society for having me on the podcast. Gonna play a little set for you guys. Let's get it.
Walls will 
Yeah, I love that song. It means a lot to me. And this one too, this one's with Portal Hype.
just listening back to that set when Charmé sent that to me. I was fanboying pretty hard, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but thank you so much, Charmé, for being on Underground Society. Uh, it was a pleasure getting to know you. Um, hopefully we can stay in touch. I know I'm looking forward to that new album whenever that drops, as well as your guided meditations when you come out with those. Um, thank you to all of you listening. Quick reminder for you guys, we do have Society merch available. You can find a link to that in all of our social media bios, as well as visiting www.undergroundsocietypodcast.com. But I'm your host, Justin McGarry. Please keep wearing your mask and being safe. We are almost through this, um, but I will talk to you all very soon. Hope you guys have a good couple weeks. See you guys.